Well, my assignment today is to talk about the relationship between Christianity and culture. And of course, this is a topic that has been discussed in the church for quite some time. We can go all the way back to Augustine's City of God and trace it all the way through to some of the modern discussions. For instance, Richard Niebuhr's famous book, Christ and Culture. And then more recently, there's kind of been a, a revival in interest in Christianity and culture with D.A. Carson's book, Christ and Culture Revisited, and Andy Crouch's latest book on culture making as well. Now, from the academic side and the scholar side, it also has an impact on the popular side, particularly as we see a lot of urban church planters today engaging this issue of Christianity and culture. Arguably, the urban church and the urban centers are disproportionately uh, more, if we can put it this way, uh, culturally in, uh, interested in terms of engaging art, engaging science, engaging finances, and disproportionately interested in culture in comparison to the suburban or rural areas. But it's not just here in America with urban church planters that are interested in this topic. I've had the opportunity to travel to Asia in the last couple of years and to talk with Christians there as they engage the issue of how Christianity relates to the culture of, say, a communist country or the culture of a country that is predominantly uh, Muslim. These are issues that they wrestle with as well. And what I want to do in just our short time is to give two thoughts about the relationship between Christianity and culture. And the two thoughts are, first, I'd like to talk about the blessing of culture the blessing of culture as a blessing of God, and second, to talk about the limitations of how we, are, how we ought to understand our involvement with the culture around us. So first, the blessing. I'm convinced that culture, as it is created by God, God created all things, including our cultures, and that culture can be a gift from God and a blessing that we ought to participate in, that we ought to engage with so that uh, Christians should engage in the fields of science and to explore the creation as God has created it. Christians should explore the arts and uh, musicians and artists should continue to engage in those cultural activities. This is all again a gift from God, a, a blessing from God that we are to enjoy and that we are to use for the glory of God. That it's not the case that Christians ought to separate themselves from the culture around as if there's something there that would taint them, there's something there that is evil, and wall ourselves up like, uh, like the medieval Christians did in their monasteries, some of the monastic orders that came out of that period. And at the same time, we can understand that even within the realm of common grace that non-Christians contribute to culture as well, and that we can enjoy the writings of non-Christian authors, that we can in fact learn something from non-Christian scientists, that we can appreciate even the art and the music that non-Christians produce. This is all a part of our cultural engagement as well. And so it should be understood again as a blessing from God. But at the same time we need to understand that engaging with culture also has its limitations. Now what do I mean by that? As I said before that the culture is not evil, in other words it's not profane but it's not holy either. By that, what I mean by not holy, I'm referring to our understanding of the limitations of culture as it relates to what is last and final for those who are the people of God. The book of Revelation chapter 21 talks about the new heaven and the new earth, and that when the new heaven and the new earth come, the first heaven and the first earth will pass away. Now as we understand that verse to be describing the return of Christ, and the beginning of this final resting place for the believers of God, the new heaven and the new earth, and that promise that is given that one day that will come 
and that the first heaven and the first earth will pass away. Immediately, I think that that should lead us theologically to understand the limitations of what is going on today in the present world and today, especially, in, at least in this topic, what's going on in the culture as well. What do I mean by that? Our cultural activity, our activity in this world, cannot create or build the new heaven and the new earth. It will only come by the power and will of the one who ushers in the new heavens and new earth, Jesus Christ himself. Think of Hebrews chapter 11, that great passage in which Abraham hopes for the city whose maker and builder is God. In that heavenly city, which again is a picture of the new heavens and new earth, it is going to be built by God, not by our hands. And we have to understand then that there are limitations to what we engage with in this present world as we await for the world that is to come. Let me give you an example, another biblical illustration of what I'm describing as the limitations here. The Bible talks about, in places like 1 Corinthians 15, that we will be given a resurrected body. And that resurrected body is suited for living in the new heaven and new earth. That resurrected body will not know decay or disease or death. Now this physical body that I have right now, no matter how much I watch my diet, no matter how much I exercise, no matter how many times I go to my regular checkup with my doctor, in no way can I change or transform this present body into the resurrected body. And that will only come by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ himself. And in that same way then, that place that is suited for living in that resurrected body, the new heaven and new earth, is a place that God creates and that God will build. If that is the case, then we must be careful to understand the limitations of our cultural engagement now and the power then that will come when the new heaven and new earth comes and our involvement there only through the one who has the power to bring that new kingdom, Jesus Christ himself. I think if we understand that, both the blessing of culture as well as the limitations of our cultural engagement, I think that this will serve the church well today as we move forward waiting for the new heaven and the new earth.